through Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook. And I'm reading the Declaration for today, November the 10th, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Kaf, Yud, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, and the spirit of counsel. We also want to honor Michelle, my beautiful wife. Today is our 35th wedding anniversary, and I'm thankful that we have been together for as long as we have and for the things that Yahweh has done in us. In a world today where that seems like a very, very long time, it just does, it only seems to us like it's only been yesterday. But we're, I'm thankful for the, for the 35 years that we've had so far and then the next 3,500 years that we're going to have together. So the declaration today reads this. As we call upon the spirit of understanding, we reach the depths of Yahweh's greatness. Yeshua is our Yud, the seed of our dreams, and the allspark of his word manifested in our lives. For today, along with Resh, we make our sound and look into the future to affect the now. Now, today's declaration begins with, as we call upon the spirit of understanding. And uh, we've talked a good bit about the seven spirits of the Lord, but the, seven, the spirit of understanding specifically is, is one that, that sometimes I think we get confused a little bit with when we talk about the spirit of wisdom. And, you know, to me, understanding is, is a place where we, where we look at something and we not only see the application of it or we see the picture of it, we also understand, if you will, the, uh, the place of the wisdom. So we're standing under the wisdom of what we see. And so the two actually work hand in hand together to not only take, you know, the understanding of something, wisdom then applies the, the covering over there that protects us from making mistakes through that understanding as we, uh, as we, as we allow the, the spirit of wisdom to then control and to be able to see and to be able to help us to, to see those things that are, that are coming so that when we, when we apply those things, you see, so there's a, there's a two-sided coin here. There's a, there's a place of bringing something together and looking at it, understanding it, being wise about it and understanding the application. But then to me, the other side of that is the actual application of it, the bringing about of that, the, the establishing of that word that Yahweh has spoken to us. And so as we call upon the spirit of understanding, we reach into the depths of Yahweh's greatness. You see, the two of these are like a balance. And there's the application of, of, of the both wisdom and understanding to apply in the midst of all of this. So I'm, I'm almost like I'm repeating myself a little bit. But the truth is, is that I'm seeing a picture that I'm having a difficult time trying to articulate. Because the greatness of Yahweh is wrapped up inside the balance between the both of those. The balance of understanding and what we see, and the balance of wisdom and how we apply what we see. You see, I've, I've told you guys before, and if I haven't, then this is the first time I will be telling you, but I know for me, one of the things that has helped me in the last few years to be able to understand a little bit more has been that I don't put a picture on something. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, I think that is wisdom. See, there's that balance again. I think it's wisdom uh, to a certain extent where when Yahweh begins to speak a word to me that I don't put an immediate picture 
of how I think that Yahweh is going to accomplish it. Because in the past, what I've done is I have, I have taken that and then said, okay, Yahweh, the only way that I'll know that it's you as this process is through is if you come the way that I've worked out in my head that you're supposed to accomplish this goal. Because those are the connections that I see. Well, I don't see in from the perspective of Yahweh, at least I wasn't at that time. And, and so, you know, there were many more connections that I was cutting off because it didn't come the way that I thought it should come. So you see what I mean when I talk about this place? Maybe that's a better way of explaining that, that, that place of between wisdom and understanding and how the two of them work together. Now, I know part of this has to do with the living letter cough, you know, particularly because, uh, and there's your application, particularly because of the works of your hands. See, cough talks about the palm of your hand. And so one of the, one of the many ways that I see cough is, is the place of the works of our hands and what we do with something. It's like when my daughter was little and she would make us a, a little statue or a little bowl out of Play-Doh or out of clay or something like that. And then come and say, mommy and daddy, look here, this is what I've given you. And she took and formed that out of her own hands, just as Yahweh did when he formed Adam from the dust of the earth. And so, you know, again, we talk about this place. So the wisdom and the understanding there apply to, to both aspects of this. But the two of them come together because really all of this began through the Yud. The Yud is the seed of those dreams. The seed, the allspark, the spark of, of an idea. I know I've mentioned this before, but it's been quite some time ago when I talked about how Yud is, is not only the seed or the allspark of creation, but it's also a, a, an idea. Yeah, it can go all the way down to a simple idea. And so, so many times we look at an idea and we discount it because we think, oh, well, that's just out of our own heads. How do we know? Except by the spirit of Almighty Yahweh. You know, many times we have really, really good ideas. And the first thing that our mind does is to try to talk us out of that. You know, we are not engaging. In that, in that place, I did not engage the spirit of wisdom and understanding. I don't want to say we are. Because the truth is, is that that my heart with you all is this place of not saying what we are and what we aren't doing about, but but really about what we can do together as one, together as Echad, together as the one in Yahweh and him in us. And so for me in that place, uh, the ideas began to, to spark up. And then I began to, to work out a process of, of, of manifesting that work. Now, many times now, it, it, it's really just a matter of, of seeing that word, seeing that idea, and then not putting a picture on it, but saying, okay, Yahweh, what is the first step? What is it that I need to do today in order to accomplish and move towards this goal of this idea that you've given me? What is my word for today? Not to try to work out every step of the way or in every part of the plan. No, what is your word today? So you see what I'm saying now? In that place, then I know that every moment, every day that I'm spending time and looking into that, that word and that place that Yahweh has, has called me to be and the process of getting there. And I'm, I'm accomplishing what I need to do today for today. So now you see why Michelle comes in and says this at the end. For today, along with Resh, we make our sound and look into the future 
to affect the now. You see, Resh is that place where we separate ourselves unto holiness. We separate ourselves unto Him. Yahweh has covered us, if you will, by His shadow. The, the, the Resh there to me is the picture of the Talit over, over one's head. And as we close off the front of that Talit and we begin to, to spend the time with Yahweh. Now, do we have to have a Talit to do that? No. But it's, a, it's an outward expression of an inward place of separating ourselves unto Yahweh to look into his face, to spend time with him. Like I said yesterday, to crawl up in daddy's lap and to sit on his lap or to approach him as a son, a mature son, or to approach him as a king. Whatever it is that, that we need to for that moment, Yahweh will let us know as well as we approach him which way we need to approach him as well. You know, because he is all three of those to us. He's our he's our father. He is our he's our king. He is our uh, he is our, our our well. Yeshua is our brother in the midst of all of this. And so, through the blood of Yeshua, we can approach the throne. We have boldness to enter into the throne. So you see what I'm kind of saying here today with Resh today with this time that we set aside ourselves. You know, this past weekend, we were doing a conference in uh, Picayune, Mississippi, and it was absolutely wonderful. A uh, little small church out in the middle of, of what seemed to be nowhere, but yet there were there were quite a few people there, number one, but there was a spirit of God that was just, just that was absolutely manifested and awesome and beautiful in that place. And while we were there, one of the things that I discovered was that the name Picayune actually means of little or no significance. And I was like, you know, I was like, well, well wait a minute, wait, you're, are you serious? That the name of this town means of little or no significance. And and the pastor was like, yes, that's exactly what this means. And I was like, you know, you know as well as I do. And he he knew because there was a there was a spirit of Yahweh that was rising up and had already risen up inside of Apostle John Ball there. And he he said, you know, I said, no, this is the place where that's because there's so much treasure hidden here in Picayune that everybody else looks past here and says, oh, that's just of little or no significance. But the truth is, is there's an immense treasure if we're willing to look and to see beyond. See, it's from this place of resh, of being separated unto holiness, just as Picayune is, if you will, separated unto holiness. This place where everybody else thinks it's of little or no significance. That is the place where we make our sound and look into the future to affect our now. <laughs> 